The following audio is from The Springs Church. More information about The Springs Church is available at thesprings.cc. I want to welcome everyone gathered here in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. God, you have made us for yourself. And our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. So today we ask that you give us ears to hear. Lips to sing your song. Bodies to practice your ways. Give us ears, eyes to see. And hearts to follow. And God, give me the gift of preaching this morning. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You are what you love. You're not first and foremost what you think. You're first and foremost geared towards what you love. And last week we talked about how our practices and the practice of hospitality actually will shape what we love. And the Greek word philozenia, which means hospitality, and it literally means love of neighbor, that if we practice hospitality, we just may begin to love strangers. And we may begin to see God in them and love God more deeply. And if you are what you love... Christians, for sure, Christians love to sing. And you sing what you love. In fact, when we think of worship, this is what we think of, right? We think of coming here and singing. Although I hope we're learning that there's more to worship than this singing, But I think that's what we think of. We just finished a time of worship. That worship is singing. And it's appropriate that worship is singing. It's appropriate that we think of singing as our act of worship because probably more than any other act we do this morning, singing is going to capture our whole bodies. It's not just your lips that are moving or your tongues, but your lungs are filling with air and breathing out. I've seen some of you, uh, you're not supposed to, if you're a good Christian, you're not supposed to dance, but I've seen some of you swaying in your seats. There's something about the music that just captures our bodies. In fact, we end up using our arms and our hands And we sing. And we worship. And it's the combination of probably the music and the poetry together that does this to us. Because here's something I'm convinced of. And this is why music is not just powerful at church. It's powerful in our lives. Is because poetry set to music is far more powerful than prose. 
I hate to admit it, but what you sing on every Sunday morning is more powerful than what I preach. That may, I may not even have to convince you of that. You're like, yes, Ben, that's true. <laughs> but here's how I know that. is because if I ask you what Brett or I preached on two or three weeks ago, you probably couldn't tell me. Even if I told you the topic of the sermon, you probably couldn't remember. Uh, it was something about this. You can't remember. But if I told you two or three weeks ago, we sang the song Amazing Grace. All of you know the words to that. There's something about singing that sticks with us. In fact, in the Reformation, Martin Luther, he started writing a bunch of songs because when people couldn't read, he wanted to have tunes that they could pick up and they could sing scripture. So when they're in their garden or plowing the field or doing whatever they do in their workshop, that the common person could just sing the words of Christ. They may not remember the sermon, but they remember the melody, and they could sing the words of Christ. And even in the New Testament, what strikes me is that the story of Jesus Christ, it begins with a song. Now, don't think about Matthew. Think about just the life of Christ. And particularly the book of Luke, where Elizabeth comes to visit Mary and gives her the announcement and tells her that you're going to give birth to the Son of God. And Mary bursts into song. And she sings this. Sing it with me. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices with God, my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God. Jesus' life begins in song. And then if you go to the book of Revelation, at the very end where Jesus is seated on the throne, this is not going to come up on the screen, but it says this in chapter 5, verse 6, Then I saw a lamb looking as if he had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by four living creatures and the elders. And the lamb had seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God, sent out all of the earth. And he went and he took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song. It begins with a song. And Jesus' story begins with a song, and Jesus' story ends with a song. And here's the new song they sang. Sing it with me. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is He. Sing a new song to Him who sits on 
His mercy see. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. With all creation I sing praise to the King of kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you. Sing a new song to to him who sits upon the throne. Christians in the early part of the church in the first few centuries, they often thought about Christianity as singing a new song. They knew the power of music and they knew the songs you sang is who you were and how you lived. You sang towards what you loved. And so someone like Augustine would take Psalm 40 verse 1 through 3 It says this, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. And many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in. And in his commentary, he reflects on this song, and he says this. He put a new song into my mouth. Augustine says this in his commentary about the Psalms. He says, he put a new song in my mouth. Then he asks the question, what new song? He says, it's a hymn to our God. Possibly you are accustomed to sing hymns to other gods, old hymns. It was the old person who sang them, not the new person. And then he says, let that new person come to birth and sing a new song. Let the renewed person love what has made him or her new. And what is more ancient than God? Who exists before all things with no end and no beginning? Yet when you come back to him, he is new for you every single The ancient world, they knew the power of music. And music was used in religious gatherings. And in fact, this is the way they thought of music. There were multiple gods out in the world. And the gods were busy and distracted. But they thought if we sing to the gods, we can get their attention. If we play our cymbals and our harps and sing, maybe we can summon the gods. We can call upon them. Maybe we can arouse them to become interested. And so what singing was for pagan religions was this way to summon the gods in order to get something that you wanted. In order to call upon the gods, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. But Christians actually took that and changed it. They said, we have been given a new song. 
in Jesus Christ. And this song is not for us to summon God. This song is from God. It begins and ends with God. And so sing a new song. And of course, our songs and our praises, we lament. We cry out to God. We ask, God's for, we ask for God's help. But we don't do this in order to manipulate God to get something we want. All of our worship and our songs, our laments, our praise, our cries out to God are not to manipulate Him. They're in response to Him. That we sing because He first sang to us. And He gave us a new song to sing back to Him. And it's only in Christ that we find this new song. You sang to the old gods, but we sing a new song to our God in Christ, in Christ alone. Let's sing together. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are still. And striving seas, my comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh. Let's stand. And bow this day. He came to save. He'll on that cross as Jesus died. The wrath of God was satisfied. Till every sin on him was laid. Here in the death of Christ I live. There in the ground his body lay, light of the world, darkness lay. Then bursting forth in glorious day, out from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, its grip on me, for I am his, and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. No guilt in life, no fear in death, this is the power of Christ in me. From lies first cry to final breath, he's the man's my destiny. No power of hell, no strength of man. 
me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, I'll stand. Have a seat. Songs have the ability not only to capture our bodies. John couldn't help but stand up. Now, the rest of you, I had to prompt you to do it. I don't know what's wrong with you. Maybe I didn't sing it right. Because you not stand up in that song. But not only does it capture our bodies, songs capture our imaginations. They help us imagine a world that maybe we wouldn't have imagined had we not sang the song. How many of you feel inspired when you hear a song on the radio or there's songs that just help you imagine the world more fully and deeply and richly? It's in brighter colors. The relationships are fuller. Life is more abundant. And when it captions our imagination, that actually captures our identity too. It captures the way we see the world and who we are in it and how we're to live in the world. In fact, an example that I thought of is very close to home to me. But how many little girls' imaginations and identities have been captured by let it go, let it go. And the rest of us are like, oh my gosh, if we have to hear that song again. But there's something, Disney knows what it's doing. Those songs capture our imagination and they capture our identity. And the song that probably captures our imagination, our identity more than any other, and this, I think you may surprise you, but let me, let, me, let me tell you what I think it is. I think the song which probably captures our imagination and our identity, if you are an American citizen, is the Star Spangled Banner. Now you're like, that's not my favorite song. But you stand up and sing it. And everybody may not know your favorite song, but almost, almost everybody in this room together knows that song. And when we sing it together, and I've had this experience, right? We put our hand over our heart, and sometimes if it sang really, really well, you get chills. Have you had that happen to you? And if we're at a sporting event, at the beginning of a sporting event, it's turned from this entertainment of this sporting event to actually a congregation of people gathered in worship. Our hands go over our hearts and we all sing in unison. And we sing to a flag. We sing to a country and it reminds us who we are. John, 
You sing, oh, Canada. <laughs> and every time I sing that song, I love oh, Canada. I just do. I get my maple leaf on, right? And Should we teach them O Canada? That, that might be heresy. In French. Oh, jeez. Canadians are all messed up. I guess that. Amen. That's the loudest amen I've gotten in this service. That's not good, John. But you feel, when I sing the national anthem, I feel very proud. I'm reminded of who I am. I'm reminded of the sacrifice that was made for me that allowed me to be who I am in this country. They gave me a passport, which really most of my life has gotten me indoors, not kept me out. And when I sing that song, and we sing that song, it gives us an imagination Imagination of a way of life. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It gives us a vision for what freedom is and what sacrifice is, what liberty is. This vision that we're self-determining. This vision where we can say what we want. For the most part, do what we want. Sell what we want, buy what we want, freedom. It's a powerful song. And I love singing the song. And I love that it reminds me of the place where I grew up and the people that I'm a part of. But I have, I have to share this with you. One day I was in chapel at Oklahoma Christian, and for those of you that know about the rhythms of Oklahoma Christian, every Monday we begin with the Pledge of Allegiance, the first thing that we do. And like most, I pledge my allegiance, right? And then that day, Randy Harris, I'm going imp- to implicate Randy Harris in this, he was our speaker And he got up, and he wasn't going to talk about this, but he goes, I I just have to say something real quick. He says, I find it odd that you begin with the Pledge of Allegiance in your chapel. And then he said this, I'll never forget it. He says, why would you pledge allegiance to something that's not going to be here in 200 years or 500 years or 1,000 years? And I almost lost it. Why would you sing to a flag that's not going to last forever? Augustine says this, The old song belongs to the old self. But the new song is proper to the person made new. The old world sings an old song and the new world demands a new song. Under the old world, the promises that the old world gave dealt with Temporal, earthly benefits. And then, therefore, anyone who is in love with the earthly goods 
with what this world promises is still singing the old song. But anyone who wants to sing a new song must love the things of eternity. When I read that, I remembered Randy Harris. Why would you sing to something that's not going to last? The only thing worth our allegiance is something that's going to last for eternity. And so it's proper to sing a new song, that the persons who've been made new sing a new song. And our identities, we have new identities, and we sing new songs about who God is and who we are. So in Revelation 7, verse 9 through 12, it says, After this, I looked, and before me was a great multitude of people that no one could count from every nation, from every tribe, from every people, and every language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes, and they were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. And the church said, Amen. A new people with a new identity and a new allegiance and a new song to the one who reigns on the throne now and forever. A new song that sings about where your salvation really comes from. And the people that read this in Revelation, they knew salvation doesn't come from Rome. It doesn't come from your government. And the songs that we sing about God and who we are, they shape our imaginations. It shapes how we see the world and who created it and who we are in it. So he continues on in verse 13 of chapter 7. Then one of the elders asked me, these in white robes, who are they? Where do they come from? I answered, sir, you know. And he said, these are they who came out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and have made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne and serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on the throne will shelter them with His presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not be down on them, nor any scorching heat, for the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's a song that I want to learn. That's a song that I want to sing. That's the world I want to imagine. That's the eternity I want to fall in love with. 
And so our identity and how we imagine the world does not come from songs we sing to our flags or to our nation, as good as they may be. For as they sang in Revelation, salvation belongs to our God. And this is our identity. This is how we see the world. This is now our new anthem. Salvation belongs to our God who sits upon the throne and to to the Lamb be praise and glory Thanks, honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Be to our God forever and ever. Be to our God forever and ever. And we, the redeemed, shall be strong in purpose and in unity, declaring aloud praise and glory, wisdom and thanks. Power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Be to our God forever and ever. Be to our God forever and ever. Be to our God forever and For Christians, the new song that God has given us, which shapes our imagination and shapes our identity, it is the soundtrack to our lives. Augustine also says this. Do you want to sing and play psalms? Then not only must your voice sing God's praises, but your actions must keep in tune with your voice. Isn't that great? After, after you've sung with your voice, you have to be quiet for a while because your voice will get tired. But sing with your life in such a way that you never fall silent. Sing with your voice then to edify and encourage yourself and others by the sounds that appeal to your ears. But do not let your hearts be mute. And do not let your life be silent. We want you to sing a new song. 
Continue singing a new song. Let your voice sing praise and gratitude and keep your actions in tune with that voice. Sing tunes of service and sacrifice and may your life keep in rhythm with that tune. Sing melodies of love and mercy and make sure your life is in harmony with that melody. Sing spiritual songs about generosity and compassion and live your life that keeps time to that song. Shout out songs of faith and trust and let your life shout out to the same cadence. Sing a new song. Sing the God, sing the song that God has given to you and to us. A song of Christ. A song of his life and his death and his resurrection. And as you sing that song with your lips, May your loves and your hearts and your lives follow. Let's sing.